Um, I chose to begin tonight's episode by reciting a um, well-known Negro spiritual. <clears throat> Real ass bitch, give a fuck about a nigga. Big fucking bag, whole five, six figures. Strikes on my ass, so he call his pussy ticker. Fucking on this rich and ass, scam ass nigga. Hey, oh, I'm sorry. I have class. I'm not clashing anymore. Um, welcome to another installment of WRYH podcast. WRYH podcast. Uh, um, I am Lonnie, your host, and for the first time in two weeks, I'm alone. Uh, I apologize for the delay. For the past couple of days, I've been going through a creative block, so for me to actually get in front of the mic has been a lot, especially last night when I started to record. Um, my anxiety decided she wanted to pay a quick little visit, and I just had to pull back from recording because I felt like I wasn't going to give you guys that good of a show with that girl paying me a visit. So I said, you know what? I'm going to prolong it another day and take this time out to try and organize my head and get it back to where it needed to be. Mm. So the first time, you guys are here on a Tuesday. Um... It's Tuesday evening and I'm recording. I just got finished watching the Has and Have Nots and it's just going to be a quite a um, season finale this go around. So I, um, my weekend pretty much consisted of me being home. I was supposed to go to an event in um, Jamaica, Queens, and I just did not have the energy to go. One of the things that a lot of people don't tell you when it comes to being an introvert is that with time, what you start to experience is you don't have the energy to do anything or you don't want to do anything. It just leads you to just want to be confined to just your own space and your own, just being in your own company. And it's something that I have to begin to start to branch out of. So especially because, you know, I, I come alive in the springtime. So I love the spring. I love when the weather breaks. So we shall be seeing more of me going out and actually acting like my age and instead of sitting here acting like somebody's grandpa. So I have to start the show off by talking about the week that we've had as far as music. Um, Solange decided to shock the world on Thursday, I want to say Thursday afternoon, when she announced that her album, When I Get Home, will be released at midnight. Now, if you are a Solange fan like myself, this doesn't surprise you because when she released the state at the table, she gave us like a week notice before she actually dropped the album. So to get a two day notice, I mean like a 24 hour notice that the album was coming out, I screamed in my head because if you know me, you know I love her. I've loved her since Solo Star. And here we are four albums late, late well, four, three albums later and we're back in the same space talking about her again. Now, for some odd reason, and I promise you, it's going to be a bunch of times in this episode where I decide to just read you basic ass bitches. Mm. So a lot of you really thought that you were going to get a seat at the table, too. If you are a fan of her, like me, you understand each one of her projects. She's had five in total, four, four albums, one EP. None of them sonically sound the same. Solo Star sound like teen pop R&B-ish. It was very 2000s-esque. Then you had Solo Angel and the Holly Street Dreams that paid homage to the 60s and 70s um, style of R&B. 
Then you had True, which was her take on alternative R&B, which was very good, might I add. And then you had, of course, The Seat at the Table, her most political and her most crucial body of work to date. Now you have When I Get Home, which is more of a feeling than anything. And she explained it in Houston that the album, with A Seat at the Table, she had a lot to say. With this album, she had a lot to feel. And it's mainly an ode to Houston, and that's why a lot of people don't like it. It's like, if you don't like Chopped and Screwed, if you don't like Southern rap or Southern music, then you won't like this album. And it took, for me, to really... I want to say I listened to that album once. I really wasn't connecting. Then I listened to it a second time. I'm like, I'm still a little lukewarm to this, but I can see it. Then when she released the visual, I was here for it. I'm like, okay, all right, all right, all right. I like this now that I can understand it. And it's just Solange is one of those artists that she's weird. You have to really, she has to give you something in order for you to connect and understand the work. So for you basic bitches that are claiming that the album is horrible, no, it's your musical taste that is horrible because you're not, like, if you feel like you should like an album off its first listen, then this is definitely not for you. That just goes to show you're really not a fan, you're a bandwagon, and that's perfectly fine. But for people like me that love her, and like, irregardless of the situation or the circumstance, listen. I loved it. I felt like it was the best thing that she could do to follow up a seat at the table was to give you something lighter than heavy. Because you don't want too heavy albums because then everyone's going to want to expect it. I mean, let's look at it. Let's call it Spade a Spade. When Janet released Rhythm Nation um, 1814, did she follow up with another version of Rhythm Nation? No. She gave you the Janet album, which was more laid back than that album was. And yes, she still gave you, of course, her music with her music with a message, like when she did um, New Agenda, but the whole album wasn't full of it. That's just how it has to be. Your album afterwards has to be something lighter or lighthearted than what you just released. But I'm loving the album. I can't wait for her to tour again because when I went to see her, when she did her concert series at the seat at the table, I lived. She is an excellent performer. If you have not seen Solange live, please. You are really missing out on the street. That mainly was my weekend. <sighs> Hold on, child. I need some wine. Mm. The timeline this week is just a big old mess. It is mess filled. It is messy. I've never in my life covered this amount or level of mess. But I normally contain my timeline of three main topics that I saw that felt I felt like I wanted to elaborate on. Um, the first one I'm going to elaborate on is Queen Latifah. This came out today. Queen Latifah has voiced that she still is with Jesse Smollett, and she said that basically she wants to see the evidence until proven otherwise. She stands by him. I said this before, and I'm not going to go into a whole tangent about it. You have to, at some point, start to believe the victims and believe the survivors, believe the people that are coming forth with these stories. They didn't come up with them out of thin air. It didn't vanish. It's not like that fairy tale that we heard of how babies are born when your parents didn't want to explain sex to you. No, this happened to somebody, regardless of however you and your fickle mind want to think about it. That's neither here nor there. But until there's evidence showing that he coerced this, I'm believing that he is innocent. 
But at the same token, I find it ironic that once the FBI, not Chicago PD, fuck Chicago PD, once the FBI came forth and showed the text messages, the actual check showing that he actually was paying them to be his personal trainer, I saw a lot of y'all get quiet. And we no longer got updates about Jesse Smollett once it was proven that he's not lying. There's no solid evidence proving that he lied. And unless you can produce actual receipts that he lied, I'm not going to believe it. And that's just where I stand with it. I'm not going to go into Jesse because I've covered him enough here. Um, What else? So Khloe Kardashian um, decided to go on a complete and utter tangent about um, basically... Chloe Kardashian. I gotta come, go back to come forth, back to where I'm at right now. Jordan Woods. If you followed this whole fiasco, um, it came to like that Jordan Woods and Tristan Thompson, who was Chloe's daughter's father, um, had some type of fling, and it caused Chloe to completely end her relationship with um with Tristan. It led to the whole family cutting off Jordan, and it came to a level of being enough. So Jordan. After, finally broke her silence and she broke it in the best way possible. She went on um, Jada Pinkett Smith's Red Table Talk series for Facebook. And she... Jordan, I have to give her her credit when due. Sis said, I shouldn't have been at that party in the first place. And she stated and she stands in what she said. She said, nothing sexual has ever come between the two of them. It was a kiss. So you mean to tell me you got all these people riled up in a kiss? Sis, a kiss? You got me having to endure looking at all of this shit all over my Facebook because of a kiss. So I'm trying to find... Basically, Chloe in a tweet tried to shame Jordan and said that why are you going to go and lie? You've ruined my family. First of all, he has to want his family. You should have left this man back when he was cheating on you when you were in your third trimester with True. And it wasn't like he cheated on you with one woman. He was spotted with two women. Okay? And getting a little too touchy-feely with these women. And you want to sit here and come to me and tell me that Jordan ruins your family? No, your logic, your poor decision-making ruins your family. I get, yes, I just had this man's baby, but I've seen women come to their full senses after giving birth to a child. Like, all of a sudden, they're done with the father, but you want to sit here and wellow in what's taking place already. I don't feel sorry for her. I'm sorry, I just don't. But in the same sense, you have to understand something. You can never sit here and lose something that was already meant for you. When I say that, I say this. He didn't want to be with you in the first place, and you knew this. You knew he didn't want to be with you, and you stayed, and you fought. And it's like you cannot be in love by yourself. And to sit here and shame this girl, who this young lady, who actually took the blame and admitted her part in wrongdoing the situation, and you still want to shame her. When you had, and I just recently had this argument not too long ago with um, two people that I knew. And everyone else around them was saying, 
you cannot hold one accountable without the other. The same scrutiny that you're putting Jordan under, you got to put Tristan under. It's no in between like, oh, I'm going to shame Jordan publicly, but shame Tristan privately. That's not how this works. If you're going to shame her publicly, he needs to be shamed publicly. And if anything, I'm going to shame you more then I'm going to shame her. She's young. She don't know no better. You're older. You should know something. That is my sister's best friend. And you kissed her. No, yes, a kiss is not that, it's not that deep to me because we really making this up all over a kiss. But you have, you have to know better. And not to mention, and I'm glad people brought up all the receipts of all the times Chloe basically manipulated her way into getting into somebody else's man's bed. Um, you sat here and tried to get a French Montana while he was still with Trina. Um, who else? I forget who else it was. You tried to talk to Trey Songs after um, he was trying to talk to Lauren London. It's just they pulled up a bunch of receipts and it's kind of like, well, girl, you know, Shakarma, what what, what, what you want me to say? You, you, fuck, you fucked up a lot of relationships, so it's only right that you lose one. <laughs> So Pervert Kelly, I mean R. Kelly, um, is finally going to have his um, time to finally speak about what was going on. Um, tomorrow, there's going to be an interview with him and Gail King. And basically, he's stating the usual logic. Why would he hold women hostage and this, that, and the third, like, use your brain. This is, I'm fighting for my effing life and all this stuff. I'm like, well, boy... Well, I'm glad you proved outside of trapped in the closet you actually can act because I'm sorry you did it. Like, and what led me to believe you that this is a real thing was when you got arrested on the new charges for child um for basically pornography. You had two of the women of the families that were featured on Surviving R. Kelly showed up to the courthouse, which was Joycelyn and Azriel both popped up at the courthouse. These were two. The irony was both of their parents were fighting to get their daughters back and their daughters just don't want to leave whatever compound facility, whatever may have you. They don't want to leave there. So, no, I don't feel bad for you. It's still canceled. And I won't be watching that is watching you and your crocodile tears because you have been a predator on black on young black girls for how many years now? I'm not feeling sorry for you. I'm sorry. I'm just not. I mean, save your tears. I'm sorry that you wasted some good old waterworks. But yeah, just save them. The irony is I'm actually kind of glad. And this is like a catch 22 almost because we hold um, the whole situation for R. Kelly. We just know he's trash. But the minute that the Finding Neverland documentary finally finds his way to HBO, even after threats of being sued by the Michael Jackson state, we are still sitting here like, oh, leave that man alone. Leave that man alone. Okay. I'm also so glad that I'm now an adult that can form an opinion and say, yes, his music and his impact cannot ever be touched in a million years. But I'm also not going to be oblivious to the fact that the greats also can be monsters. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, well, he didn't do it. I wasn't there to say whether he did or didn't do it, but I'm not going to be completely biased to say, oh, he didn't do it. They're just trying to set up the black man and this, that, and the third, and the cat, the kitten. Well, sis, I'm sorry to inform you 
that majority of the people that claim that he did not do it are the same people that will probably cape and cancel R. Kelly, but sit here and hold Michael Jackson to a threshold. I mean, hold Michael Jackson on a pedestal. Is that because R. Kelly was abusing black girls and yeah, Michael Jackson um, was, um, was a cute, was allegedly here. Thank you so um, much for everything. The less things for the actual podcast. Boys. I really do appreciate it. Is this a sexism it. thing? Um, please like, continue to like sexist, which means you actually like, like what you heard. I need rate. to know about right now. Just something the rank, yeah. especially with Apple Podcasts. <sighs> Subscribe, which Y'all means download. Don't miss it. This is why I have to write a social media because my frustration has like to keep in contact with actual conversation going on, even after the podcast. Alcohol and yes, I do. Check my social media handles on the regular. For Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, it is WRYH Podcast. Once again, it is WRYH Podcast. I'm also looking to collaborate with other podcasters. Would you like to be on this show? Would you want me on yours? Fine. Email me at WRYHpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, it is WRYHpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, thank you for your continued support. And let's get back to the show. I'm pretty sure my cup is full by now. Okay, and now we're back. So this week, I wanted to talk about, um, expand further on the Khloe Kardashian, Jordan Woods, and Tristan Thompson situation. Um, I found that a lot of people had something to say um, when a lot of us can be considered Chloe's laughing at Chloe. I've witnessed in my lifetime more people in love or basically in a relationship by themselves while the other person is living their best life. Unfortunately, in this situation, you have a young mother who is unwed that is now basically a single parent. But you can't help but think of the pattern that has been created because Tristan had left his at the time pregnant girlfriend to be with Chloe. And it's like you expected the same thing to not be done to you because it was done tenfold. Because when you were pregnant with True, he left you and basically was floundering around town with two women. So I can't help but feel so sorry for you. That's neither here nor there. I've seen women basically cut off families, I've seen them cut off friends, I've seen them isolate themselves just to be around the man. And in reality, you're in love by yourself because that man don't love you the same way you love him. And it's hard to say, oh, I'll never be with somebody that doesn't love me back. But you can feel so strongly for a person and they don't do what you need for them to do for you. So the question would be that I pose to these people, are you in love with stupid? Are you in love by yourself? Are you willing to give your all and then some for someone that gives you less than 50% of them. Because I'm starting to find that more of a trend where a woman will literally give her last to do or basically give, let's say in this instance, it is that season, to her tax money to do to flip it and she sees none of her money back. But that's all of her tax and all of her income. And she bared those kids and earned that extra residual for once a year for actually being a mother and you took her money and decided you went to flip it on some drugs. But let a woman do this to a dude. A dude feels a highly hurt and it's fuck these bitches and all this that and the third. But sis, are you in love by yourself? Do you receive back at least a portion of what you give? And it's sad that you have to say these things 
and it has to be a reality for certain people for them to understand you're being used. And in this instance, she's being used. And it's like, oh, now you have the whole family riding behind her, like, oh, taking subliminals at a little at a young lady when she admitted her fault. He talking running around talking about some fake news. What's fake? The fact that she's actually owning up to what took place while you're running from it? Because the last time I checked, she's actually more, more mature in the situation than you are. But that happens with a lot of people. That happens with a lot of women. I've seen it happen mainly with women. They literally will give their last, put themselves into debt for a man that loves them less. If you are going to be in love with somebody, please ensure that the love is mutual, the thirst is mutual. And sometimes people have a different way of showing it that you won't know that it's really them showing you that they love you or that the connection is the connection is there. But sometimes you just got to read between the lines and understand this nigga don't love you, sis. Don't be caught up with some raggedy ass motherfucker that don't give two shits about your feelings, about what you do. How was your day? But sitting here, every time you turn around, you got a handout. Like, am I with a man or am I with a woman? Because a woman is the one that normally got a handout. Just saying. Don't be Chloe laughing at Chloe, meaning I'm in a relationship by myself. And sidebar, that meme that someone actually put up of Joe from Family Guy outside, like, basically sitting in a wheelchair, dolled up with a wig on and everything, talking about something. This is Chloe outside of the house while Tristan is having sex with other women. I'm like, y'all are real trash, but I laughed. So, I'm trash with y'all, so don't feel bad. <laughs> um, I think that comes up the thread, because I said so much in the timeline that I don't have much for the thread tonight. Um... So the ultimate self-care, the ultimate selfie better known as the self-care tip. Um, this week, hmm, I didn't think about this until literally right now. I would have to say Control-Alt-Delete. What do I mean by Control-Alt-Delete? Sometimes we have to understand with certain people, like I just said, in my love by myself, sometimes we hold on to a memory and hope to relive that memory one more time, and it leads us to staying stuck in a situation that has no ending in sight. Sometimes, sis, you got to go into that little text message, and if you got an iPhone like me, the threads can be long. Well, me, I delete mine after 30 days, but if you have a whole thread and you holding on to it because it's from that special guy or that special girl and you just want to relive those moments of when shit was good or when y'all were together and you had less problems do yourself the favor delete that shit you are holding on to the memory of a person coming back and they'll never be the same as to what you want them to be you're doing yourself a huge disservice by holding on to a memory that is never going to happen again. Unless you find that one person that makes you feel like you're falling in love over and over and over and over again. And that's normally the person that you should be marrying, by the way. 
unless you find that person, you're holding on to yesteryear. You're holding on to memory. You're holding on to something that is dead. Stop giving CPR to these dead situations. Stop reopening the door when it's been closed and should remain closed. Control, alt, delete. Delete the thread. Delete the number. Delete them on social media. Block them if you've got to. But please, please understand sometimes your heart and your values are not worth one person. Let them go. It's okay. I promise you, and I had to learn it from self-experience. It's okay to let go and trust that you're going to find someone that's going to make you feel 10 times better than that person felt. Hell, I'm still a testimony of that right now. And I don't have nobody, but I know one thing. I'm not holding on to the memory of wanting that person to come back in my life. Out of all of my exes, there's only one person, and I ain't saying his name, that I will allow back in my life if the circumstance presents itself properly. Other than that, the rest of them, you were a lesson, and I have no choice but to respect it. But please, control, alt, delete that motherfucker. (laughs) Delete the text, delete the number, do what you got to do. Block them on Facebook. Don't do like a Lawrence and get caught by blocking them either, by the way. Um, and I would honestly say that wraps up tonight's show. Thank you guys so much for rocking with me, even through the technical difficulties, the creative difficulties. You guys still came. Um, as always, please continue to be a part of the conversation. Like, share, subscribe, comment. All those good things. It helps get helps us move up. It helps us get traction toward the podcast. Of course, the social media profiles as well. Um, I am starting to want to branch out more as far as the networking aspect of this. If you are looking to collaborate, meaning you want me on your podcast, you want to be featured here. My inbox on all social media is open for possibilities, as well as my email. My email is wryhpodcast at gmail.com if you're looking to collaborate. I also soon want to start to highlight unsigned artists. If you want your music to be selected for review for the podcast, and please understand, I'm brutal when it comes to my reviews. Feel free to inbox me or email, once again, wryhpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, thank you guys so much for the continued support, and I will see you all next week. Until then, peace out.